Well, do you have money? Ready or not, I'm Natalie. <laughs> Why are you? That just sounded like a like a radio show. That's perfect though. <laughs> That's exactly what we're going for. It is good. No, it was really professional. But then we laughed at her and take. That's okay. Now I'm nervous. <laughs> okay, what is our show called again? <laughs> hey, you're listening to Ready or Not. I'm Natalie. I'm Alec. I'm Carly. And, and this is and episode three. Episode three of Ready or Not, the TV show. And this episode's titled Busy's Curse. Ooh. Hello, there was some spooky. debate about whether this is the third or fourth episode because there's different conflicting reports about which episode this is. The conflicting reports being IMDb's list. Versus like Wikipedia versus a million different things. I don't think I trust either of them. But we're going off the IMDb. <laughs> oh, oh, okay, that's what we're deciding. IMDb lists it as the third. So, Busy's Curse. Before going into this episode, I thought it was to deal with, like, I don't know, like, real curses. Like, the occult. Like, <laughs> Busy and Amanda get into witchcraft. Dabble, yeah. Dabble <laughs> Maybe that's coming up, episode. I so, would truly yeah. love an episode of Ready or Not, where they just experiment with witchcraft. Oh, fan fiction. <laughs> fan fiction. I should, yeah, you should write that. Right, fan fiction where they dabble in witchcraft. I mean, it might be an episode. I don't know. We haven't gotten that far okay. into the series. This is the third or fourth episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't know yet. Well, there's some True. subject matter that's covered in this episode by Amanda specifically. I think it's kind of philosophical. Yeah, it's kind of philosophical. If anyone's going to get into it, you would. Yeah. Right, Amanda would totally take up. I think I mean, in college, I think she's gonna just, gonna like, get into options. it a little bit. She's gonna, like, join, like, a little bit of, like, a cult. I think we can say that there's, like, a heavy flow of information <laughs> in this episode. <laughs> I think that's definitely accurate. Uh, okay. So, we're sorry to disappoint. Busy's curse is not about an actual curse. No. I mean, well, that's debatable, actually. Well, so, we're gonna we say... that. We're gonna say what it's about? Yeah. We can say that? We can spoil it now? We can spoil the episode, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it's about periods. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> what a curse. This episode was written by Nicole Hollis Center, who, I don't know if you guys know who that is. No idea, but she I'm interested in knowing. She is an amazing writer and director that is American, so I don't know, I'm really curious to how she got into writing, because this is like one of her first credits on her IMDb, is writing for Ready or Not. But she went on to direct and write movies like um, Walking and Talking, which is really good, and Lovely and Amazing, which I also enjoyed, and Enough Said, which is the movie with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and James Gandolfini that came out a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That one I see on Netflix yeah, all the time. It's really good. You just see and it on I, Netflix, but you haven't seen it. I really seen enjoyed it. that movie, and then I went and watched some of her other, older ones recently because I'm doing the 52 Films by Women pledge 
challenge where I'm trying to watch. I should do 52 that too. Films. That's a good idea. You're supposed to do it one per week, but I kind of got in late and I'm not very consistent, so sometimes I'll watch like three in a week. But you and can not and say you skip. did. Yeah, I'm just keeping track. <laughs> I'm keeping track, and the goal is to watch 52 films directed by women. Good. So I watched good. a couple of hers recently for that, and she's great. And she's also directed like so much good TV. Like she's done like Parks and Rec. Uh, Sex in the City. What else has she done? She's done like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. But she's like a really great writer and director, and I'm very curious to how she got into writing yeah. for the show. Yeah, I think whenever you mention someone who's been involved with the show, and then you mention what they're involved with now, it's just so fascinating like to see like, launcher. Well, yeah, where they start off in this like very kind of almost obscure Canadian yeah. TV show. You know, it's like. But yeah, she's American, so it's kind of interesting. Yeah, and she's done Americans like, love us, I think. She's done Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, Togetherness, Parks and Rec, Enlightened. Mm. Like she's directed episodes of all my favorite shows, like Gilmore Girls, Sex and the City. And then again, right, like right, we right, can right. we could just wow, hear wow. this and we can see like ready or not is quality because the things people are watching now, they're by the same people. Yeah. Really. You can say that. It's not too much yeah. of a stretch to say yeah. that. The episode was directed by Elise Rosenberg, who's the show's creator. Mm. Written by Nicole Hall Center, so interesting that is interesting i'm always interested in that stuff yeah it's good it's good to know i think i wasn't aware of this one although i've seen like pretty much every single one of those shows right she's directed like really quality tv yeah it's a lot i have to watch those movies too you should you should definitely and that said it's really good walking and talking i really and they're all on netflix or i don't think and i said might be on netflix Mm -hmm. i think so maybe just american i'm not sure okay cool but yeah check them out so, Busy's curse, would you say, I think having a period is kind of a curse. I mean, you can look at it both ways. It yeah. could be a gift, of course. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, I think I just kind of, yeah, I don't know. It's hard to separate, like, um, like, people just, like, telling you it's a curse and then people, like, I feel like a lot of it's, um what people are telling you. Yeah, it's like a, it, a natural thing that happens sucks, to your body and it's just a nuisance. It, it sucks, nuisance. you know? It is a curse. It's a curse in that way. But, but it also seems like just the term is kind of like a gendered... It's very gendered, Demonizing, yeah. like witchcrafty. Oh, yeah. I never it's thought just about sort of like way. the way, yeah, like applying it. I don't know. I don't know if that makes sense. It feels kind of like a... Just relating that back to like I mean, it's, women and witches, and it's still taboo to talk about periods. Sexuality. I think, yeah. right? Is it not? Yeah, I think I it makes think men so. very uncomfortable to talk about periods and yeah. blood and even tampons, or you know, yeah. you can even see this in this episode. Yeah, you definitely oh, yeah. see that. Oh Busy's dad is just so uncomfortable. That's, I mean, that's but it's so that's true. Who's character is so fascinating though. I liked it a lot. Yeah, it's her so family true especially. Real life though, like how men act with that stuff yeah the whole like, show kind of yeah. takes dads to task i think this is like the second time we've seen her dad just being like really traditional like man doesn't really know how to do anything, do anything. he's so incompetent and just yeah. like like the mother was doing laundry and he just yells down says can i have a snack i'm hungry like, i don't know where the cheese is like but i think seeing that incompetence is what gives that character so much depth in this yeah. episode. Yeah, it makes him We're very, seeing him yeah. fail. We're seeing how that masculinity is failing him in very clear and obvious ways, yeah. you know, like 
can't even get a snack. Yeah, failing. He, can't even he doesn't find know what to cheese. do with that situation yeah. at all. He just like looks at her in that way, and it's like she that situation where like Busy is talking to her father about like I guess the whole thing that she just went through and is still going through. Um, uh, and he just blanks out on her. He doesn't even know what to say. And, like, yeah, I mean, I guess he does. It's like pulling step teeth. Up. It's, yeah, that was like a frustrating sh- scene. It took it so, so long for him to step up. Like he was like, "Go talk to the lady. Here's some money." Uh, it's like <laughs> I can't even believe how much of a failure that was. And but I, I think, think yeah, it's unlike the previous episodes that we've seen of him, where obviously that masculinity was the same, but it wasn't in a, a way that was <laughs> making him look so infantile. You know, like yeah, it was more. Um, <laughs> like dominant this situation it was more like he's incompetent i think i think with the busy thing he was like forced in the position for responsibility because he was like i'll get your mom and then it's like wait your mom is at the doctor crap i have to actually you know be maybe it was like a lesson for him it was i think it was definitely a a lesson he did step up eventually which was good i think it was a lesson but he just got to go through so many kind of like circles to actually step up but those scenes were kind of yeah like pulling teeth in a way and isn't it so sad that, like, his lesson is to endure the, his wife not being present for, like, a couple minutes? Yeah, like, yeah for, like, that's his he, big had with one parenting issue. he had to be a parent once. Once. Out of their four, four children. That's his big challenge. Like, <laughs> the youngest child. Like, oh, my God. Like, do something for your daughter. I can't believe but, that. But, yeah, I think that experience is kind of universal. At least it's relatable to me, like, talking to your dad about your period is such, like, a difficult thing to bring up because they don't really know what yeah, that you is. just don't want to do it just... it's just so uncomfortable like i felt for busy i think when i was younger my dad like went to go buy me pads or something once and it was just like weird because he didn't know what to buy and i think he came back with like a bunch of different things <laughs> to like make sure it's just like it's not that difficult to understand yeah but like you know yeah i think i think it's just so taboo that the education like, system failed <laughs> In that sense. I don't even know. I feel like it's a social thing, too. Like, no one really talks about periods, because it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's... Amazing. Other than the characters in this show, in this episode, who almost all lot. talk about periods. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That all may be the only thing. There's a lot of reference to diagrams that we don't see. Yeah. But it kind of just puts it out there that they exist, you know? Yeah. yeah. Should we start at the beginning? Is there anything... Right off the top, the funniest thing to me was that... We find out that Busy, when the, when the girls in the bathroom tell her, like, oh, it's your period, she knows what it is already. But her first, like, that wasn't her first assumption. Her first assumption was just, like, death is coming. She's, like, ready to, she's dying. She's going to the hospital. Then they're like, no, it's your period. And she's like, oh, right, yeah, I know what that is. Why wasn't that her first assumption? She because just she thought, like, too young. She just thought, like, I'm dying. The wolves are at my door. I'm, I'm going, yeah. She's like, I need to go to the hospital. And everyone's just like, no. That was just kind of like a funny. I think the it's way her a, mind works that it wasn't. I think it's a common reaction for like head. young kids when it happens to them so young, like before yeah. they really understand what it is. Yeah, but she but, did. She did know yeah. what it was once they told her. She's like, that makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but she but thought it was coming. Yeah, because she thought was it was like, coming no. later in her life, right? Yeah, it yeah. I surprised. mean, it definitely caught her off guard, but it was mm-hmm. just funny that she didn't even. It didn't even cross her mind. Yeah. At that point. Um also had some questions as to when the band practice was was it during school like why was amanda there after busy right now i think it was like a music class or something it was like band though and they were doing a dress rehearsal for band which was interesting i don't know yeah and then she she left she just like left school during that too right 
but I don't think it was school. I think it was after school because it was a band rehearsal. Like band is like an optional thing. You don't have to be in a band. In my school, it was music class. Hmm. In high school, I think it is. No, in my elementary school, it was music you can have class. both. You had band in elementary school. Yeah, but we didn't really do anything. You grew up in Toronto. No, it was a terrible program. <laughs> I would not recommend it. <laughs> but she, it just seems like an excuse to get her in a white outfit. That yeah. they were like, it's dress rehearsal. But that works. I and like that scene. I have good. something they to say did, about they that They did one. put some thought into, like, it made sense. It was, like, a good... Her music yeah, teacher was very rude. Yeah, he was... Consistently throughout, yeah. Almost all music teachers seem to be... I was about to say... Whiplash. I was, I was a very whiplash say. scenario where he's like, you don't know your music. I think yeah. in, in general, I don't know if I'm stereotyping music teachers, I apologize, but that's been my experience with music teachers as well. Uh, I think of Lisa Simpson's uh, saxophone teacher. Exactly, that too. Like, the one we see in the opening credits. I think of him as the archetypal music teacher, and it's not a happy but character. I think he believes in Lisa, though. Does that one, the bald one? He might. Yeah, kind know. of like gray hair. Yeah. yeah. He believes in know. her? I don't know. I think I it probably know. changes depending on the context of the narrative, but... Who knows? Um, this is, yeah. It's The Simpsons, but... Um, <laughs> I mean, that... This scene that we're talking about, um, this, when she's in the band practice at the very beginning, it's mostly just to get her in the white outfit, mostly. Yeah. Yes, but yeah. it also works perfectly because the moment that she... I didn't know what this episode was about. It's it's Busy's Curse. That's all I knew. I didn't understand that immediately. So, um, when she sat down in front of those two bright red drums in that pure white outfit, I was just like, click. I kind of got oh, what I this was going to be. I was... It's yeah. because... Um, a couple days ago, I watched a recent episode of The Good Wife in its final season. Um, that um, this was. Is this gonna be a spoiler? No, this isn't a spoiler at all. Okay, okay. It, it's I an episode that. that's like it takes place in Canada, partly. Oh, I did watch that episode. So um, that was a funny. It was a really episode. good episode. I feel very left out because it's one of the shows I haven't watched. Yeah, well, this is all you need to know is that it happened in Canada. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it. And then, but the way that I found that out in that episode as well was that Alicia opened a white door. The main character. Um, uh, she opened a white door. She was in, like, red head to toe, basically, in this, mm. like, really red outfit. And the door was white on either side. So it was, like, a inverted Canada flag. And it was, like, right images. after they had said peel. So, anyways, I there's got, just like, these the little peel, things right? that I think they do with, like, color that, like, really stand out. Like, yeah. I think red and white, especially. I think periods are very, you know... Anyways, yeah. I, I just think the drums were framed those, in a certain those way. Those colors was, like, oh. are, really like, allude to periods so yeah. much because it's, like, the tainting of a white... Yeah. Thing. It it's is like your yeah. worst nightmare. Exactly. Be very white. Um, her yeah. outfit was pretty intense though. It was like golden was white tuxedo. Oh, that was. What kind of funding does their school have that they just like have bands? Just for rehearsal, she just wears it. You know. Yeah, oh. I mean, I think it was like for the show, but I think it was so adorable, like how she just runs out to talk to her dad. Yeah, we saw that outfit before we saw the context of what. <laughs> like we didn't yeah, even so, know she was in yeah, music class. Yeah, there was a class. weird. There was a weird scene off the top <laughs> where she just like shoots basketball. Yeah. Right. Really surprised. She's you really good. And she's like, I got band practice. And she's wearing that outfit, and it's very <laughs> she's confusing at first. Very involved yeah. child. Yeah. She does swimming. She does band. She does a lot of things. Yeah. I think every episode we're like. That's wow, true. She's in another thing. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we get to. See oh, how can busy we talk episode. about the bathroom scene where busy, when she first realizes she has her period, it's the Chrissy girl again. We see Chrissy yeah. again, the blonde girl, who's mean, but she was surprisingly very nice. And, yeah. Like I don't know if she's mean or if that's just like. I think maybe Amanda, it's Amanda's projection. Amanda puts a lot of projections of like rivalry between yeah. them. I don't think she's mean. I think she's. She's she, just cool, you know. She's. She just, wants to be the older, cooler girl. 
Or that's how they see her, and that's kind of how she was acting in this episode, too, where it was just, like, she's like, she's I know older, all about and that. she's trying to be, like, a little bit condescending, but, like, wants to kind of guide Busy because, like, she knows more than Busy does. Yeah, but I think it really showed that she's just, like, a normal girl. Yeah. You know, it kind of more reaffirmed that it's all really just Amanda's jealousy yeah, that it's, makes it's her seem Amanda's like a villain. Mm-hmm. Although in this situation, like, would you really leave Busy to dry like that like would you not help i would i help. think some girls would would really? leave her out to dry so, wow. i think in uh, oh, middle for sure. school That's for so sure mean. yeah and they'd like leave and like tell all the other kids that she's in there with a problem <sighs> yeah kids are terrible kids are that's terrible. true okay um oh middle school flashbacks no um i didn't have middle school I didn't either. I mean, that's what you call middle school, like seventh and eighth grade. I didn't have I middle guess. school either, but oh, that's yeah. what like I See, call it because okay. everyone else in Americans call yeah. it that. Or maybe but there, in is, the there is middle school though, but it's public, and I went to Catholic school. Yeah, yeah I, I know there I, is the, some. Toronto, but it can't be popular. Niagara is like just usually K to eight. Yeah. Uh, something the brother character. Oh, he I was so rude. He was rude, but I think he, first of all, pointed out sort of just like, sort of inherent fear and like demonization when he says like oh you got the curse that's like where the title comes from but that's sort of he points out at first just like a kind of fear and bad i don't know bad connotation yeah towards very it. negative and connotation. then and then immediately after like sexualizes it when he starts talking about like the hot diagrams and the pamphlets and stuff oh, God, it was just yeah. like such an adolescent boy take on it but he kind of just like did both of those things in, like, a short... He tried to make her feel bad scene. about the fact that she was washing her underwear, you Yeah. Know? It was just, like, a very adolescent boy, but also in a wider context, I guess, like... Mm-hmm. That whole thing was crazy. Yeah. Almost, like, everything he said, like, from the first thing, like, oh, you look like grandma washing yeah. her. Grandma like, washing that's, like, gender to begin with. Like, what do you... Yeah. Do? What is that? such a weird sure. thing to say, but it's also, like, what... Like what? Like Does that? Ha- who would that him. make sense as an insult to anywhere, any in any time? And like, he, how could you not tell that she was uncomfortable? Like when she was just like, I have a nosebleed. You could yeah. have just left it alone, but he was like, Oh, and your crotch. Or like, just being like, Haha, look at you, cleaning your clothes. It's just, just so invasive. He doesn't like hat. Like he doesn't. I feel like he was just so unnecessarily invasive. I get so frustrated. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's just so yeah. I think invasive, just like her and her. This, yeah. And then, trying to instill shame, you know? Yeah, an interesting thing in this episode is how much they sort of take on gender roles in response to, I guess, the wider theme is, like, busy's becoming a woman or whatever, whatever that they means. They kept saying becoming a woman. Yeah, whatever that means. Whatever but, that means, of course. Um, the, I don't think it means what this they, show is trying to make it seem in this episode. I think, yeah, I think there was just, like, that's, like, a thing a lot of people say, but they also pair that with a lot of, like, gender roles throughout the episode. And sort of the idea that busy equates getting her period with womanhood and that she equates womanhood with, like, domesticity and, like, motherhood and she doesn't want those things. That's why she's so reluctant to be in the situation because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be her mother because, the like, her idea of womanhood is her mother and her she sees her mother doing all the laundry and then having to cook for her dad and she sees how frustrated she is and when the kids are, like, mean to her. So that was, like... She's that's why she's so actively like scared or like doesn't want to be a woman in that in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's so interesting that everything that you just said, she expressed that in a way to her mom, which yeah. I think was just kind of I don't know brave. It was yeah. 
I don't know if that makes sense. And her mom handled it really well in she that did. scene where you could tell she was a little bit offended that busy. But I think she didn't, knew... didn't really approve of her way of life, like her choices in her life. But at the end, told her like you can be anything you want to be. Yeah. Like you don't have to have this life. It doesn't mean like womanhood doesn't have to mean that to you. I love that like whole Me like too. she was like offended but also fascinated. Yeah. Like oh you don't like want to do the same choices yeah. that I made, but you're like yeah, it's I interesting. Think... I, I think, think it, it was, made like, it made the mother reflect on her own life yeah. and kind of be like, my kid's actually probably and right. Just sort of seeing that idea challenged by like a child, and she's just like, oh, this isn't something she never really thought about is being like challenged by her daughter, and mm-hmm. her daughter might sort of break that pattern of getting married, becoming a mother, doing all those things. I think mm-hmm. this definitely kind of um, sheds more of a light on their family dynamics than we have seen before, and like on her mother especially. And I'm excited, like, interested to see how it pans out the rest of the series, like, where they go with that. Yeah. Because I think they're developing a story here, for sure. Yeah, that's, it's really interesting. And Busy is sort of like a black sheep in the family of constantly looking at the things that are going on in her family and questioning them. Um, But I think it's interesting that both Amanda and Busy really, like, come at the idea of, like, coming of age in like really opposite ways like Amanda's so eager for it and busy so reluctant for any of these things mm-hmm. but they complement each other right? yeah and that's what makes the show so great I think um yeah that's part of why busy kind of didn't want to talk about it to Amanda kind of like rejecting the idea that it's even happening yeah she if like, I don't have to confirm to it with my best it. friend yeah. who I know would be very excited about it <laughs> then I can, you know, put it off for a bit longer, yeah, even, even if just a day, you know? Yeah, do we want to talk about Amanda's reaction? Yeah, Amanda was like, um, like, Amanda why would you stoked. not tell me? Well, she was stoked, first of all. Oh, yeah. She was so excited. She just screamed into the phone. She literally just screamed. It was just like a yell for like a minute yeah. through the phone. <laughs> Which is funny. Yeah, she like really thought of it as a positive thing. Which kind of makes me want to see what makes Amanda think that way in that situation like I feel like this topic's being covered by busy so we're probably not going to get an episode with like Amanda in the situation but it makes me curious what's going on in Amanda's life or her family or what causes her to approach it because we see why busy approaches like the idea yeah. of like, womanhood weird. in its way because yeah. like I'm, I feel like we almost know why busy how busy would react before this episode even yeah. started we but i have no idea why amanda would react that way even now and i've seen yeah. this episode and all the theory. previous ones my, I don't gosh, my theory is just that she's just so she just loves to consume like like books and read about how things should be and how she should be and she's yeah. just like very, very idealized yeah. idea yeah what the, the steps of life are just like she's trying to conquer milestones she wants of. to follow it all like she to wants, a t yeah I think. she wants things to happen like She's ready for them to happen. She just wants to conquer them. She wants to be a part of, like, an exclusive sort of club yeah. idea. That's what I, I think I feel like is. Amanda has, like, a lot of books that tell her, like, what her dreams mean. Yeah. Of course. I feel like that's what Amanda does. Do we want to talk about the daydream sequence? Because Ooh. we always touch on those. It's yeah. really fun. I like this one a lot. Because, like, oh. it was interesting because we've seen almost every time we've had a dream sequence with a busy episode or busy, it's during the daytime or, like, yeah, waking. Yeah, made that note, too. And, like, every time we've seen a dream sequence in an Amanda episode or with Amanda. It's been at night when she's sleeping. That's, yeah. And that continues. I, this is yeah, crazy. That, I wrote, I literally wrote that down and I'm so curious as to why it's very like obvious that there's a reason yeah. why, yeah. but what's that trying to say about 
their psychology or or what if it's just coincidental? Who knows? I would think Could I be. would think it would. But be it's interesting opposite. that we all like re- pointed that out. You know, yeah, I would true, think it would yeah. be opposite because it seems like Busy's more the one that like represses these types of things. So you'd think it would come out in her dreams, and Amanda's oh, usually more know. like wants to talk about things. But Amanda's always happen at night, in a way that like, you would think I don't know. I think that Amanda just doesn't allow herself to think like to daydream in the day like I feel like she's, she's always on a path to do what she wants to do yeah. and she knows what she's doing in the moment and then at nighttime that's when it's every, like she that. thinks about everything that happened yeah and then I think that's just the theory but you even me. said it like one minute ago like she's an idealist like that's exactly what a dreamer is so yeah I feel exactly like maybe that's she what is it is dreaming I think either way maybe I think and I think busy she just kind of gets like whenever her daydreams happen I think she just gets like it's when she gets embarrassed. Yeah, it's like a dissociation people... yeah, happening. Yeah, that's what Whenever it is. it's with her. It's kind of like, oh, we're seeing something that will happen or has happened or would happen. Yeah, or she's scared. It doesn't really fit in with in the, the logic. Moment. Hers are like happening yeah. in the scenes that she's in. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's like very the, obvious. It's like using the players that's around her in her mind to do different yeah. things or it's like, like act out like a conversation. Showing her instant fear in that moment. Yeah. The current moment, the present. Yeah. <laughs> Um, just going back to the, the, the line where Busy says her sister's calling her. Oh my god. You don't have a sister was probably... That was so hilarious. Mm-hmm. That was good, because, like, we knew that she it was doesn't a, have a yeah, sister. Yeah, it was a purely a comedic line. Yeah. But, like, it, it even almost fooled me, because, like, she's like, oh, I think my sister's calling me, and I'm like, wait, she doesn't have a sister. And then you could tell Amanda was like, wait, you don't even have a sister. Like, she paused for a bit, too. Yeah. She, yeah, she almost it was, believed it. It was like a purely comedic line because they could have totally just been like her brothers are calling her her mom or something. But it was it's just, just so like funny. funny. <laughs> yeah. and they both played it off really well. Like I feel like Amanda's reaction was good. It was. It was you funny. don't even have a sister. Um, what was your Broad City just... comment? You, I have that as a note. Oh. <laughs> when Amanda's like, "Why wouldn't you tell me?" and then Busy said. I wasn't going to not tell you. <laughs> yeah. I was like, this is so Broad City yeah, right now. Like it's like your theory that Ready or Not is the original Broad City. Yeah. <laughs> the whole best friend. We tell each other everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Although, um, before we move on from the dream sequence, I had one thing that I noticed, kind of. It was like... It looked like a bizarre world, right? In that side of that Pharma Plus or whatever. like Shopper's Drug Mart. It looked exactly like a Shopper's Drug Mart, um, which is kind of like part of what made it so weird i think at least in the hand of whoever was making the show it's like canada's kind of a bizarre world anyways you know like we have these weirdly designed pharmacies probably and the people who are the most audience for the show i think would look at the pharmacy set that they had and be like would respond probably more strangely to than in the more normal pharmacy set you know like it was clearly like a canadian pharmacy that's yeah, the point that I'm trying to make. I haven't been in a lot of American pharmacies. Oh, okay. I don't think I have either, but I think I that's did, the point, I, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think many exist. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. But it that did. That was, like, like, really archetypal. Things didn't feel out of place at all. Like, the setting just felt totally just, like, oh, there are the choppers or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it was just, like, instantly. And they were there to buy tampons because she needed them for swimming or just to try them? Maybe I think both. Them. I think Amanda was just, like... I just can't believe, like, Amanda's just so proactive. Like, she hasn't gotten her period yet, but she's, like, she's practicing with tampons. I don't know how you would and do that. And I don't know how you would do that. I don't, I'm not going to get into TMI <laughs> of that, but that seems that difficult seems to awful. not have your period and yeah. just be okay with trying tampons. But, she, yeah, she's, she's, a, she's an idealist. She wants she's to be very ready. brave. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. 
um, her theory about God being a woman. Yeah, what if was God my was a woman? Favorite oh my goodness! Scene in the entire episode that was such a funny. She just, yeah. and she got lost in her own like thoughts. She like got carried away by her Excited. own like theory about God being a woman, <laughs> where she was just like questioning herself and like mm. wondering. That was very. She extra. said, "Yeah," she said, "What if?" what if God's a woman and then she must get her period and so there must be some cosmic reason that it's that we're, that it's happening and then <laughs> Busy says what if she gave it to everyone else and not to her and then Amanda says what if she doesn't even have a body <laughs> which was just like such a philosophical oh my gosh I know like just like the idea that God is a vesselless being yeah. like that's just like, God is everywhere this is opening that's up an entire religious debate I think yeah but it was just like <laughs> yeah I mean we won't get into that but just like a t- an no, 11 I year old having those thoughts of just being like t- totally questioning she t- I mean she openly questions about the and idea I, of God being a man just being like totally open plausible she was like ready for goddess worship totally <laughs> into the idea of God being a woman and then you see scenes like this and it's like would this be on air on children's television right now just even mentioning God, I think, or yeah. as a woman. Yeah, even mentioning God or then positing the question that, like, people's idea of God is wrong. Is wrong. <laughs> or, like, or that God doesn't have to have a body. <laughs> <laughs> or that God gives people periods yeah. and not herself. Yeah, just a lot of it's questions. It's just so, there. yeah, there's, a, there's too many questions. And then she's back at it again with the science facts. She's back at it again. Back at it again with the science. Oh, Amanda does get defensive a bit when... Busy mentions that she talked about her period with Chrissy. She's like, when did you talk to Chrissy? Yeah, yeah that was a very, very adorable. <laughs> yeah, like, the only thing we see from Amanda's storyline in this episode is her reacting to Busy, I guess. And there does seem to be a lot of jealousy, but not necessarily jealousy, but she wants to be involved, and she's hurt that Busy's not involving her in this moment in yeah. her life. And she's, yeah, that's why she gets upset when... She finds out Chrissy had some involvement because Amanda wanted like that to be her. Because Amanda feels like she has more to offer yeah. and she cares more. And she just, it's ex- she's excited for Busy. You know? She wants to be like and, in that um, She said it, it happens every 28 days and something about ovulation. She just had so many facts. Yeah, like, I don't she, even know how my period works and she knows. <laughs> <laughs> she's like ready with all these, all this information. She's ready and that's, you know, title. And Busy was not. Busy was busy with other things. <laughs> <laughs> and then Busy sort of just like live vlogs her trying to put in a tampon for the first time, which is kind of funny. And Amanda's, I don't even know what Amanda was doing. But that was sort of just like a cute scene. And it kind of felt like Busy was giving Amanda the satisfaction. that moment. Like she was doing it for Amanda. I think so too. I think it was purely like she had no interest, but it was kind of nice of her to see that Amanda was kind of jealous or like felt left out and sort of giving her that moment of being like okay we'll go to the pharmacy okay we'll go mm-hmm. i'll wear do, a tampon we'll for you for yeah i will wear a tampon for you to reassure our friendship yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's kind of cute although like where are their parents that they're just like where are they getting this money where are they like oh. they're spending their allowance on tampons yeah i wouldn't spend my allowance to the pharmacy on after school i guess that's a very amanda thing to do though do you have money yeah, money. <laughs> yeah, they don't. They obviously don't have any money. They yeah. ask the question every week. Every single week. They don't have money, so it's where's right this money the coming from? Did this remind you of when you first got your period? <laughs> no, not really. Did you like know about periods before you got yeah. it? Yeah. See, like I don't think I knew. I think I was like older though, like thirteen. Oh, see, I was younger than that. 
That makes sense. I was like the Amanda. I was the busy for sure. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) again, I always will identify with Amanda in every situation, probably. (laughs) I had a note about just like equating periods with womanhood is problematic for a lot of reasons. It is. Yeah. Definitely. And I, yeah. yeah. But I just even mentioning womanhood in this context doesn't really make sense. And that's the whole thing they're talking about. Yeah. It's not even like slightly mentioned. It's like, oh, this is the meat and potatoes of every conversation. But it's interesting. They're literally still children, too. The protagonist is very, there's not a point where she comes around and is just like, oh, I guess I'm ready to be a woman now. She sort of actively like challenges that idea throughout the whole thing. And then at the end, accepts that like, this is what this she is, has. This is my life. But there's never like a real moment of realization of being like, okay, I'm ready for this. I'm going to be excited like Amanda. Mm-hmm. She just sort of eventually gives in to Amanda and then has her, she goes back to her life. She has her I mean, that's what band. we all got to do. She when... has her band recital. And she, she, you know, she blows that out of the water. Yeah, she does great. She's way more interested in that than whatever else is going on in her life. I don't think there's much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's just excited. Her parents are supportive, which is nice. The scene at the end with the family was kind of nice. They had, like, her mom and her had a nice moment in the car. Mm -hmm. I kind of find it annoying that, like, periods are always, like, when you get it, it's like the big day, you can have a baby now. It's Mm. always weird. so weird. It's weird to tell that to children. It's weird, yeah, because they're (laughs) children, right? Yeah, that's weird weird on so many levels. Don't like that. Yeah, there's a weird thing with... Like, and that was the experience, like, you know, like, parents being, like, like your mom being excited for you when you get your period. Yeah. That's, like, such a really had thing. That. But you see that trope a lot of it being, like, like, her mom bought her a cake or something. I don't know. Oh, they're, like, I don't proud know of was, you I don't know if that was for her through. recital or for getting like, period, Yeah, who knows? She gets a cake. So I guess <laughs> she just gets nice. cake. I mean, the When does that nice. happen? At the end, she's like, there might be a cake or something. And the way oh. she says it's very funny. It's like, oh... There might be a cake I wish I got somewhere. a cake. Oh, where? Like, where is it? What? I hope it's in the fridge. Because it's refrigerated? I wish yeah. I got a cake. It? it seems like in the same way that Amanda and Busy approach things differently in terms of, like, eagerness and reluctance, their, um, their storylines seem to a lot, a lot of the time be, like, Amanda aspiring for something and Busy having to deal with something happening to her or something. I mean, I guess... With her brother, it was like she used to deal with her brother smoking. It's not like Busy wants to smoke. It mm-hmm. was Busy brother, or like her, her relationship with her brother being different because they're both coming of age in different ways. Whereas Amanda's is she wants to wear a bra, and Busy's like she doesn't want to get her period. So there seems like the approach, their storylines are match their personalities, and that Amanda's is more like aspirational, and Busy's is more. Um, just having to deal with things that are put upon her. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that they would be, like, two inverse things, almost, yeah. because that's where conflict yeah, would I'm arise. Yeah, about other episodes we haven't covered yet. Maybe it's especially apparent that that's how it is, because it's, like, the first episode? Yeah. And maybe because they're, they're going just, they're into setting, puberty? Yeah, they're setting up. They're still sort of in the setting up the characters. But I really can't wait to get to the episodes where it's, like, totally different stuff. Yeah. Even still, what we're learning now with that pattern is, like, a truism about that character that's probably going to last regardless of yeah. if that trend yeah, breaks course. or not. Yeah. It's still true at least right now. And that's interesting. I didn't, I didn't think, think about it like that before. Yeah. I'm thinking about the next episode that won't be released, I guess. 
But again, it's Amanda <laughs> aspiring for something. So it's just an interesting... The distinctions between the characters are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a lot less going on in the periphery in this one, I think. There was yeah, just the it was a very teacher. Focused. I guess because the brother had so much screen time, too. As well as the mom and the dad. I think the dad, the conversation with the dad lasted too long. <laughs> yeah. I think all of that probably And then lasted. there's like the weird band kind of things. It starts and ends with band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I liked uh, seeing a positive side of Chrissy. Yeah, me too. That yeah, nice. definitely. And I think it was because Amanda wasn't there. <laughs> yeah, we don't see I that like negativity. The, they do say something... Busy makes a comment about Chrissy to Amanda. She does not make, like that. Yeah, trying to make Amanda feel better. So the only time we see something like negative being said about Chrissy is kind of like Busy trying to reassure Amanda. Whereas when it was just Busy and Chrissy alone, which I think is our first interaction we've seen with just like the two I think, characters, yeah. it's so much more neutral. Which... I think that it's easy to kind of... Um you know, bother Amanda. Like, I feel like Chrissy knows yeah. that in a way. Yeah. And I think Amanda, like, proje- push your Amanda projects a lot more. Yeah, that too, of course. Busy's more, like, grounded in reality. She's just like, yeah, whatever. Although, not yeah. she daydreams, I guess, but... But those are very few. There's, that happens once an episode. Okay. <laughs> on, on, on a Busy-centric episode. Yeah. It's like every other week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It does feel like there's a very divided trope in, like, young adult media, but, like, the approach... It's either, it's always either Amanda or Busy style. Like, you think about, like, Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. It's very, like, going to Judy, it's very Amanda. It's so Amanda. That's, like, the Amanda approach to things where you're, like, really looking forward to something, which is something I do not understand, like, looking forward to that, but... Are you saying, like, most shows either do either or? Yeah. Although I think a lot of the time it seems to be more Amanda-focused. So it's kind of interesting that it was Busy. They didn't take the route of, like... We saw a little bit with Amanda, but I guess in a lot of, like, young adult fiction that I remember reading, it was more like the Amanda side of things. I mean, where it was just like, oh, I can't wait until I'm a woman. I can't wait to be older. and I'm the only one. Yeah. I just, like, when is this going to happen to me? And Busy, like, just totally takes that as, like, a reluctance. I think it's easier to write Amanda. Like, yeah. write as an Amanda. Yeah. And I think it's, a lot of people probably feel like that when you're that age that time in your life Mm -hmm. like it's reflective of like a reality but it's not the whole reality so getting like busy side of it is pretty interesting wait what like (laughs) like are you saying telling of the story from the idea perspective of someone like amanda or like margaret in are you there god's name margaret is it's reflective of are you saying that's more universal no I, i i'm not saying it's more universal but i'm saying it is it is, like, one way to do it, and it is, like, an accurate oh, yeah, way to do yeah, it, yeah. but it's not the whole way. And when I'm thinking about it, I don't see as many from Busy's perspective. The only one, other one I can think of is My Girl, when it's sort of a similar thing, when she doesn't mm-hmm. know what's happening. Does anybody remember My Girl? I guess, like, Busy's, uh, the portrayal of Busy, the, I know My Girl, but, like, the portrayal of a girl like Busy is, like, almost subversive in a way. Yeah. So it's... There's less of it for that reason, right? It's, like, less palatable. Yeah, the only one I can think of, which is very similar, is My Girl. And then Amanda's is more, you know, it's more for... I guess... I don't know, it's it's easier to consume. And it's easier to tell girls, like, 
this is what girls do. Or just, like, putting that expectance of, like, womanhood. Because it's already an established thing, and then Amanda just represents... The idea of, like, like, it's a good thing to be a woman. Soon you get to have babies and be a mother and... And this is how everything's reinforced. Yeah, it's sort of... There is, like, an aspect of, like, reinforcing that idea, I think, in in that narrative. But that doesn't take away from the... It doesn't. It's hard to explain. That's, like... I think there's an aspect of that in telling that narrative while also being important to tell that side because it is reflective of people's and I think, lives. Yeah. And I think, yeah, saying that, that's why it makes Ready or Not so important because it doesn't just focus on Amanda's. Yeah, it, there's an alternate story. Consistently. But, with the two yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like, it's, if it's not complimentary, it's at least inverts. Yeah. They interact in different ways, at least. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this episode is like a kind of cute, innocent look at, you know, getting your period for the first time. Yeah. And how to deal with that, and... Yeah. They did have a good little health lesson in there, thanks to Amanda. It was sort of like a quick overview yeah, of, like, a health was. class in there. Where they, expl- where they explained the science of it. Just, like, mm-hmm. expositionally, they're like, Amanda's gonna tell it like it is. Did That's you... kind of her job okay, growing, in busy stories. Growing up, were, did shows ever even talk about periods? It's not in that explicit sense at all. No, no. I don't. Re- I don't remember watching kids shows like no. that. I re- I read a lot of books. Like I read a lot back then, so I read a lot of like young adults. Yeah, books, books coming just of age. Go, books. books go there. Books go there. Like especially like yeah, reading like Judy Bloom and that type of stuff. It's very. It's easier to tell it in books, I guess, because it's not being broadcast. It's something you have to seek out on your own. And it's not visual. And that's why Amanda knows so much because she reads so much. <laughs> Although we've never actually seen her reading. Oh yeah, we just assume because we just assume that she's smart. That she's a nerd. (laughs) She knows a lot about like psychology and. We just assume Busy doesn't read at all. She just plays drums. (laughs) Very (laughs) assumptions. But Busy doesn't seem dumb. No, she doesn't. Like she's pretty smart. They take turns being the smart, rational one. Although I guess Amanda wasn't necessarily rational in this episode. She was just informative. She was just yeah. She was informative. She was an encyclopedia. Yeah. Yeah, she wasn't necessarily the one being, like, busy or being ridiculous. She had, like, just a completely opposite reaction. But she was there to provide some knowledge to the audience. Which I think it's... I think it's good that they tell it... They had they had Amanda tell it to her and not Busy's mom. Like, something about getting that information from a peer rather than an adult, like, explaining it to you. They do that a lot where they have it so one of the girls is telling the other girl something... And it, I don't know if that makes it easier to, like, absorb that information or for kids to take it in that two, like, uh, the two main characters are the ones giving that information and not, like, a teacher or Busy's mom, like, sitting her down and being, like, yeah, here's what it is. Kids understand each other. Parents don't really say things the same way kids do. Yeah, and, like, Busy like, was uncomfortable talking about it to her mom. You yeah, could tell. and it was just, like, a nice thing, I guess, for, like, the kids to be the ones to deliver that information. That's what was so nice like to see Chrissy in that helpful, still kind of condescending, but like mostly helpful way. Yeah. Even though she lost a quarter in the broken quarter machine <laughs> yeah. trying to get a tampon. Yeah. But yeah, it was a good episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Is there anything else, anyone? No, I'm completely good. Okay. So. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on. What's our Twitter? <laughs> Twitter.com slash. 
ready or not pod ready or not pod um you can email us if you have any comments or questions or concerns or concerns if you thought we if you have some if we had any wrong information yeah. Yep, or if, if you, you want to yell at us. don't like us. Please. If you disagree, if you, if you just disagree with us. some hate mail that you want to send, hit us up at readyornotpodcast at gmail.com. We have a Facebook, Ready or Not. Yeah, we do have a Facebook. We do have a Facebook. We also Facebook have Tumblr. Page. We would love your Facebook likes, so please go on our Facebook yeah. page. Please like us on Facebook. Yeah. Comment, like, subscribe. Comment, like, Follow. subscribe. If you have questions, maybe next episode we can. Yeah, throw us some questions. Answer some questions. We love questions. We want questions about anything. Engagement. Yeah, we're ready ready to commit to you. (laughs) Our email is readyornotpodcast at gmail.com. So feel free to submit any questions or comments there or at our Twitter or Facebook page. Or just any cool things you want us to see. Yeah, cats. Send us everything. Cats. Free things. (laughs) If you're a sponsor, (laughs) please. We'll do it for next to nothing. We'll do it for, like, free nachos. Mm-hmm. Even discounts, really. Yeah. Just, like... Discount for nachos. Give you, like, a coupon book. <laughs> totally. Yeah, we'll do ads for coupons. Pass oh, that those over. coupons that McDonald's sends out to you? Yeah, if you have extra coupon books. <laughs> Steal them from your neighbors, give them to, my, to us, and we'll just advertise your, your stuff. Just well, that's what we'll do. That's the plan. We can just t- say nice things about you if you're just, like, one person. Yeah, or if you just want, <laughs> if you want us to call your friends and tell them how cool you are. We can prank call your friends, talk about this show. <laughs> We're mercenaries. <laughs> we can do anything. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks.